Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome back to the Holtcast. It's time to dive into Aston Villa's 1-0 win over Leicester City. Well, well, Villa fans, we're still rolling on getting those W's, aren't we? Welcome back to the Holtcast once again. Cole Pedham here as always. And as always, Danny Raz is here as well. Danny, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, I think he's a... It was an interesting game. Very, very interesting game. Tactically, both teams trying to cancel each other out and uh, just Villa are going to be delighted with that. I'd imagine so much uh, celebrations probably going on in the dressing room. Ross Barkley delighted with that 90th minute goal. And yeah, we've seen a couple of screamers in the Premier League over the weekend. But uh, yeah, I think Barkley in competition with Lanzini um, over at West Ham for uh, for, for last minute screamers, really. Uh, just good to see all around. Yeah, it's it's been a mental weekend. I think there's over 26 or maybe 28 goals now. I can't remember exactly when I was counting them up earlier, um, just after the Villa match. So it's definitely been a hefty weekend with goals. Of course, there's two games tomorrow as well. So you'd probably expect this weekend to have over 30 on its own. So it's kind of proven to be a season where nobody can defend still for the most part. So that's good to see. But of course, we are here for Aston Villa 1, Leicester City nil. Another, like I said before, another perfect start, or I guess I guess the first one in 90 odd years, even though I tweeted out 19 in error, but nonetheless, very, very happy with this result. Uh, Danny, let's dive right, right into it because it was nil-nil literally up until the extra time in the 90th minute. And here comes Ross Barkley to save the day. What were your thoughts kind of on the game as a whole? Yeah, I think, I think it was, it was a very, it was very cagey. It was very cagey. I think both teams uh, utilize, utilizing their uh, number of allowed fouls <laughs> throughout. I think a lot of stifling the other side's creative. I think. I think what. I think what we have to firstly premise is the fact that um, Leicester premise. What am I saying? Premise for, for what we've got to <laughs> preface is that Leicester uh, were missing Jamie Vardy. They were missing Kaglashunju. Um, and a couple of other players as well, important players. James Madison didn't start because, you know, he's uh, he's not been a hundred percent. So I think firstly you've got to look at that Leicester City side and think, well, Villa have a chance here. Um, but yeah, they still had that pace. Harvey Barnes doing the business, Iosi Perez, um, Ian Nacho. But I think Leicester focused so hard on stopping Villa today, ultimately, that eventually it caught up to them. Um, I think that's what happened. I but 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 really, I, I, I thought throughout the game this was going to be a one nil nicking, whether it was going to be from a um, from Leicester or for Villa. But I tell you what, I, it had to come from a counter attack, didn't it? Oh, one hundred percent. And like like you've kind of mentioned there, Danny, it was one of those games where people might look at this as a a one nil result and think there's not really much into this game. And to be honest, this is probably one of the best nil nils I've ever seen. Maybe that's just kind of poor on me to say that but it was pretty entertaining there wasn't obviously too much in the first half but second half allowed a lot of kind of counter-attacking both ways both teams 
breaking each other down, creating opportunities. But a lot of people that I was looking at on Twitter, kind of reading things out post-match were even saying, you know what, maybe you have to give some of the hand to Lester saying they're the better side. But to be honest, Danny, you'd have to say we had the better chances by far. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think so. I think Leicester did have a couple of chances to to trouble Villa, but I think they were more from set pieces. And I think I think really Villa defended particularly well. There was there was times I think when Leicester probably could have gone through. I think in the opening ten or fifteen minutes there was uh, misplaced passes. I think one from Douglas Louise accounted, and one from Tyrone Mings, who generally is very solid, but he does have his. He does have his one <laughs> one defensive error in him per game, I think, it tends to happen um, in terms of a misplaced pass. But that's what you get from, you know, from, from Villa wanting to um, play out the back. And, you know, that, that's the risk that comes with it. That's fair enough. That's the manager's choice. But I think, yeah, from Villa's point of view, I just thought that there was probably times when Villa could have pulled the trigger more. I think it was very much sort of Leicester were jockeying back. They had a lot of men behind the ball. And so... Villa would kind of, you know, let's work, work, work to get the opportunity. Let's try and get this through them. And I think, I think every single time that happened, Leicester were just able to sweep up. They were just able to sweep, sweep up. And I think if, um, if we're going to take anything from that, from that, from that winner in the end, it's that Villa probably just needed to take their shots a little bit more. Uh, and I think that's the major criticism which, which Jack Grealish is going to, is going to get. And I think one of the major criticisms that uh, he's, he's been getting for, you know, a couple of his England performances, um, not it's not something that I would criticize him for in terms of that, but you can see where people are coming from. Sometimes you just need to shoot, but when you get into the point where that's what you're criticizing a player for, you know they're good. Oh, 100%. Like, if that's the biggest worry today that Jack Grealish didn't release a ball quick enough, held on for it too long, yada, 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 and you still won, you, you can't really complain too much. I mean, we'll get into it maybe in a minute here, but this kind of just screams of a game that we definitely wouldn't have won last season. Once again, I've I kind of feel like an old broken record. This is just another example of us improving leaps in bounds from last season and kind of carrying that momentum from the end of last season. And kind of, you can kind of almost see the boost of staying up and what that's done to everybody gives them a, a year of Premier League experience, keeps them of course in the league, keeping Jack Grealish, adding Ross Barkley, adding Bertrand Traore, Emiliano Martinez, uh, Cash, <laughs> I almost forgot his first name, Matty Cash. Yeah, Matty Cash, yeah. 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 Um, like, it, it, it's simple enough to say that the players that we have brought in, even though kind of starting the window when we looked at it, thinking, well, why would we bring in a right back? Why a goalkeeper when we already have four? We've just, we've improved in the key areas that Dean Smith personally thought we needed to, and it, it's exciting to see. But let's stick on the grillish talk here for a second, because I guess maybe we can kind of, play negative Nancy here for a moment holding on to the ball too long or is it more so kind of waiting for an opportunity and wanting to be the player that makes that key pass which kind of way do you go with that Danny because to be fair there's a few instances we both know where he did hold on for it too long but to be fair there are also a couple times where well I think Trezeguet had one in the first half where he just missed and well he skinned about three players at once at least twice so mm. where do you kind of fall in that spectrum yeah, listen, I think I think this is where you have to go back to. This was two very good teams. Leicester defended well. They defended they, they defended very well. I think that you want to compare if you want to go and compare this between Liverpool and, and Leicester, right? The Liverpool game, they played such a high line 
that Watkins was going to get free. Grealish was going to get free. Some of Village's best attacks in the game were actually when Leicester, you know, on the rare occasion, did send a lot of guys forward. Um, and, and that's, you know, a couple of times when I think Villa's really their best, their best attacks came from their counter attacks. But, but for the most part, when you saw Grealish and Watkins kind of going forward, and uh, by the way, more there were criticisms of, of Watkins not really getting a lot of the ball today. Uh, that was happening when, at the same time, Leicester... You know, they, they, they were getting men on Grealish. They were getting men on Watkins. They were making sure that there wasn't any space for them to run into. They, they, they were tight on Villa. They were very, very tight on Villa. And I, I think, you know, give credit to a team who are missing key defensive players. You know, give credit to a team that did that. And I, and I thought that the, that the teenager that played for them, um, Wesley Fofana, did, did a really good job as well. Um, yeah, I just, I just think that, that, that Leicester defended well. And so for, for Jack, it was he was getting into the area... And they held their ground. And there was the rare occasion. There were a couple of times when Jack Grealish managed to get past them. Let's get this straight. An average winger does not make it through that many defenders like that. They don't dribble past two or three in in, in close proximity. Jack Grealish does that on multiple occasions during a game. And for whatever reason, today, he didn't manage to find that killer pass or it wasn't finished and I think that's that, that's all it was to it I think two very well matched teams yeah that's all it is Leicester defended well yeah 100% I couldn't agree more if anything it probably drove Graham Souness even matter the fact that he held on the ball that long right. in instances Graham Souness yeah oh yeah what what, what, what? did he criticize Jack recently? oh does it doesn't the man always criticize him like long grass you know what I mean? Oh, a long yeah. grass. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Had to jog your memory there, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, no, nonetheless, I, I think the one excuse that I can give Jack, if you noticed, Danny, and I'm sure other people may have noticed as well. If you didn't, we'll, we'll let you know right now. But the one thing I noticed with Ross Barkley is he was pay- playing a hell of a lot deeper. Now, of course, at times he needed to, which was very smart when you're dealing with the midfield that Lester has, which is still very good. So in those instances, when I'm looking at that, he dropped back when he needed to be. Did it leave Jack a little isolated? I would have liked to see maybe target push up a little bit more at instances as well, because there was definitely times where you'd expect your central midfielder or your left back to either overlap or kind of provide that support. And of course, Jack has the roam of the land. He can free roam. He can go really where he wants with the ball when he wants. That's his prerogative. And it's been that way since basically day dot. So we're used to that, but, I think kind of the master stroke came when you kind of saw Ross Barkley near the end of the game push up more and we started to see more open opportunities. And then you also had John McGinn drop back a little more. Now, I think a lot of people look at that midfield of McGinn, Louise and Barkley. And obviously some people come out saying it's one of the best midfields in the league, which I'll take. I'm not going to comment on that because we're going to get called diluted probably, but some people may wonder, well, with McGinn and you have Barkley, who's going to stay back and hold back there because you can't just leave Dougie Louise by himself, but they just seem to complement each other so well. The communication seems key Mm. and that is key because one's staying back, one's moving forward, one's going forward, one's staying back. It's working very, very well. And, to be honest, I would prefer if McGinn stays back a little bit more because I think his ball quality in terms of long ball delivery has been top notch this season. So it's great yeah. to see that aspect. So, but nonetheless, let's get on to kind of, I guess we'll get on to the goal kind of because why not? And if you have anything, that's McGinn and Barkley, man. That's yeah. McGinn and Barkley. Again, that's him pushing up. 
Uh, that, That's that, what that, pushing up, though, man. Well, that is him, too. I, I think at that point, though, you're kind of throwing everything in the sink, per se. Like, you could easily see probably from the 85th minute on, both teams are pushing for it. It was very back and forth. But like you've just said, Danny, it's an instance where our midfield wasn't afraid to push up. Last season, that wouldn't have happened. It would have been, okay, it's nil-nil. We will take this point. Let, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, were you surprised by this point? It's the 90th minute, yeah? You're thinking, all right, it's nil-nil. Leicester, they're threatening a bit more now. They're threatening a bit more. They've got James Madison on. They've got Slimani on. Do you not think Dean Smith was considering looking at his bench and going, Marvellous Nakamba, I need you on the pitch right now. I need you to make sure that Leicester don't have a grip on any on the midfield here. That Leicester uh, don't get a grip on this game. Were you surprised that Nakamba's not on the pitch by this point? Because that seems to be one of his favourite substitutes. Uh, see, this, this was actually the thing that I was going to message you <laughs> literally probably in the 70th minute and saying, or maybe a little bit before that, saying, where's our substitution? Because if I'm thinking correctly, I think Leicester made about two, if not all their substitutions. They made before, all the subs, yeah. Yeah, before we even made one. So I was a little concerned there, but at the same point, it was one of those situations that, yeah, some players look a little tired. Both players do on both ends, both teams. But if nothing's broke, don't fix it. It just seemed to keep working. We were creating opportunities. Both sides fared enough. We're defending was good on both sides. So mm. I, when I look at Dean Smith in this game, I'm think like in my, in my mindset, I'm assuming he's thinking, you know what? I believe in this 11 right now. Let's, let's play this out a little longer. And then it kind of comes up again. Should I No, let's play it a little longer. And that's kind of what it seemed to be. It was a bit of a cat and mouse moment to see kind of who's going to take that opportunity. And then kind of trying to keep the balance balance in it. Exactly. You're kind of trying to play things out and think like, okay, if we go one nil down, then maybe I'm just going to have to throw everything at it and go for it. Or if you know what, if it's, say the 80th minute and it's just not looking likely maybe you thought okay well we'll we'll set up shop but no he, he believed in it he brings in an attacking player like Bertrand Traore Trezeguet goes off who by the way if we mention him for a brief moment had in my opinion a hell of a game the man has oh yeah improved leaps and bounds he is all over the pitch um but kind of getting to Bertrand Traore how did you feel he fared in his what I don't even know if it was 10 minutes or so. I can't even remember, to be honest. But how did you think he fared? Because it looked decent from the few balls he did play. But uh, what do you expect of him going forward to? I don't know what to expect yet because we haven't seen him play a significant amount of time against the Premier League side yet. So I think it's, I think it's tough to say. I think, I think he's um, a very classy player. I think he's a very classy player. I think that, you know, he's, um, there was, there was a one ball he played over to Grealish. I think when he switched it. Um, but he seems he seems to sit a little bit deeper, to be fair, than than, than Grealish tends to, uh, or I think sits a little bit deeper than Trezeguet even, or maybe it just seems that way because he seems a little bit more static. No, not a little bit less static. Um, I don't know what I'm saying, but I, 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 <laughs> but 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 it's almost it's almost like with Bertrand Traore, you never see him running down the pitch to get in behind. He's almost like, no, let me pick this up from deep and see. You know, and he almost seems to kind of look at what's ahead of him before making his move, right? Um, but I, I think I think we needed him on at that point because oh, yeah. because Trezeguet, as as, gr- as as good a game as he had, and I thought he was exceptional. Once again, you know, with the interceptions and the tackles that he was making, helping out Matty Cash on that left-hand side, just, yeah, I mean, you know, on Leicester's left-hand side, just just really kind of helped to keep Harvey Barnes quiet. He, the man made three tackles. Yeah. He made three tackles. He's a right winger, Cole. 
Um, but you know, by that point though, he 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 got dispossessed a couple of times. He'd um, he'd lost the ball a couple of times, and I think that's why we needed why we needed Traore on. And I think he did give Villa a little bit of added um, added creativity. And I think it did make Leicester have to think a little bit more. I think you know he dragged out James Justin a couple of times on that um, right hand side, and I thought that he communicated very well with Matty Cash. Do you, do you think, kind of going back to Matty Cash, actually, do you think he should have been uh, kind of substituted off earlier on? I was getting a little, growing a little concerned no. as the game went on where there's a few instances where he was getting caught out. And obviously there's the one where um, I can't remember, maybe it was Harvey Barnes who fell over just before the box. Cash <laughs> falls over him, but it's kind of a coming together at that point. But there's a few instances, obviously, aside from his yellow cards, where he literally pulled the man's pants down. Uh, uh, I- yeah, arguably man of the match. Show some skin, right? But yeah, <laughs> he's arguably man of the match. You think so? Arguably, I mean, I mean, you look at Grealish and Barkley Shaw as attacking players. You know, fine. But Villa didn't create that much going forward. They didn't create that much. But Barkley obviously had that screamer, and that's probably why you give it to him. But Matty Cash was arguably man of the match. I thought, I thought he had a fantastic game at right back. He did really well, kind of going forward as well. But I thought also, I think there was a last ditch tackle he made in the box. At one point during the game, I, I can't remember. If it, I can't remember who it was that was that was going to go straight through, but somebody was going to go straight through, and 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 Matty Cash made a last ditch slide tackle in the box. And you know what? That it's just great to see. Yeah. I, I think we've got such an aggressive little right back there, you know, and, and he's also got ability going forward as well. Like, let's not take anything away from him there. And I think that yeah, obviously the Harvey Barnes foul was a foul, but um, it was a professional foul. He lost the ball and he did something about it. He didn't just let himself kind of feel sorry for himself, which I guess is what you need. And there were professional fouls from both teams. Oh, when you've yeah. got teams that can break against you like that, look how many times it happens to Grealish. When you've got teams that break against you, like sometimes it's a, sometimes it's a split decision. I'm not, I'm not condoning fouling, but sometimes you've got to, you've got to wonder, right, do I, do I go in for this 50-50 here? You know, do, do I maybe get a little bit physical with the player or do I just let them brush past me? And um, Cash is not the type of player to just let a player brush past him. Yeah, well, we have an all-English defense, Danny. I think for the England Ultras, I think they're probably loving to see that because it's actually working. So, Yo, listen, was it two goals conceded all season so far? Yeah. Southgate, man. Look at Konza. Seriously, Look I am more impressed with Konza this season than I am Mings, and that's no slight on Mings. I'm not saying Mings has done anything wrong, but that man, Konza, has improved the most out of anyone I've seen in this team, and that's including Trezeguet, in my opinion. Like yeah, I agree. he's went from this very young, maybe you could say describe him as a fragile, still learning his craft kind of player. Yeah. And he's just developed into this full force. Like it's unreal. Like, yeah, there's some times of course where he gets caught out, but in my opinion, that's where, why him and Mings work so well together because communications, everything. And we're seeing that. So fair play to Ezri Konza. Like, you know what? I, I, I want, I do wonder if Brentford are just a little bit upset that they didn't, Hold on to him and get that Ollie Watkins money. Oh, Danny, get that, man, get that man, Ben Rama money. The man intercepted a ball, I'm pretty sure, and ran like right through the Leicester midfield. And I literally thought it was going to be another Alan Hutton moment for a second when he kept <laughs> running and running and running. And I'm thinking, no, there is no way you're setting this up. But it didn't happen. But nonetheless, like, when a good cross for, nearly scored. Yeah, but like the confidence to do that. And to create those opportunities as a center back, it, it's quality. Mm. But let, let's get on to Ollie Watkins now because I, I think some people, unfortunately, on Twitter like to be a little harsh on the guy, even though he just scored a hat trick the other game. But nonetheless, yeah. how did you feel about him today? 
No, I think he did. I think he had a decent game. I think he pressed the back line quite well. I think, yeah, he, he did struggle to get chances for himself, but uh, he, you know, there was a, there was a point in the match where I thought he was going to get straight through the Leicester defense and, and uh, obviously Johnny Evans catches him. Um, also, I think there were times when, uh, you know, we talked about Jack Grealish maybe holding on to the ball a little bit long. There were times he was still making those runs, Watkins. He was still making it. It was just that it was just that it was a little bit more difficult for him today because he's a he's a he's a he's a attacker that likes to run the lines. He likes to, you know, stick with stick on the defender's shoulder. And Leicester were quite far back today. They were they really were. So I think a lot of the times the only route into him was either to have a magical dribble through the defenders or you know, reaching with a hopeless cross and there was a lot of Leicester men around. So I think I think that's where he maybe struggles a little bit, but that's fine. Look, it's fine. Um we've had games like that before with strikers. You know, Villa Villa went on a good run of form last season with uh Samata barely getting a barely getting any goals and and I and I think eventually it was just an example of the way the goal way game way the game went for Villa. They needed to get their shots going a little bit more. And and maybe they needed to be a bit more direct to Watkins. But um, yeah, I don't think he had a bad game. I don't no. think it's anything to get upset about. It's just, it's 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 the way that, it's the way that teams play. Yeah. The fact that Leicester put so much men on Watkins and Grealish meant that Villa had to find another way to win. And, and, and yo, they did. Exactly. And like the thing I think, like the one thing I noticed most about Watkins is just the space he creates. Now, I'm not going to say anything that he created space uh, for Ross Barkley on the game winner to set him up or anything like that, but it, it's still the little things, and it's the little things I notice the most with him because I'm not putting any heat on Wesley or Samata or Keenan Davis or whoever that would play up front for us at any given time, but he's just doing those small little one twos the movement seems way more fluid the communication seems there of course that could be language barrier as well as we know we have a brazilian striker um and of course we had um i can't even remember samata's uh, um, heritage now but anyways you know what i mean um yeah there you go so like maybe that's something to think about too but nonetheless he's doing the small things that matter but uh danny let's go to twitter right now and we'll i'll read out some comments because of course if you want to tweet us it's at 7500 toll each match hopefully right after the match i will ask you guys uh, what's your thoughts and you can kind of get them in or get your thoughts involved i'll read them out yada 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 all that good stuff so of course i think there's over 13 of you so far that have gotten involved thank you very much it's always appreciated, and I'll just pick uh, three or four today. I like this one because I have so many check marks, and I'm a big fan of check marks. So, uh, his name is Flip Flop, and it says, uh, Beat a team with 10 men, check. Beat a new- newly promoted team, check. Scalp a top six, double check. Grind out a tight, hard fought win, check. We are different beasts this season. Up the villa. Fair enough, and absolutely agree with that one. Uh, next one comes from, uh, sorry, Bruce, if I pronounce your last name wrong, uh, Bruce Permid. Um, kind of game tonight we would have lost last season. They have had better chances, but we stayed in the game and thought emphasis changed when Troy came on. Biggest concern is if Esri or Ty not available. Brilliant three points, though. Love it up the villa uh tom jones says we were different without being brilliant and we uh matched them even created the better chances that shows how incredibly far we've come since march uh just look at those trez or look at trezegay's work rate sorry uh for an individual example what a job by the players and coaches to get there up the villa as well and we will add or end with uh, eddie m um 
and he says Jack tried to force the issue a lot earlier on, uh, loosened up in the final 15-20, but you could see the tail end of the break weighing on him a bit more. So, you know what? That's fair enough. Thank you very much. We'll uh, end it there. Sorry to the nine plus or so of you that I didn't get to. Um, Of course, I will look at those, get some favorites on those and reply to a few of those later. But of course, thank you for getting involved. Uh, Danny, let's go back to the Ross Barkley goal because we kind of touched on it, but didn't really because we got on, I think, Jack Realish again. Um, Of course, like we've said, Ross Barkley opens himself up in the middle. And just for that one second, I thought, you know what, just have a hit at it. It's so late on in the game. It's literally the first minute of extra time. Why not just go for it? And he did, and it's in, even though I thought he somehow missed. But nonetheless, what were your thoughts on the goal? What are your thoughts on, really, the signing of Ross Barkley so far? Right, so, okay, Ross Barkley, first of all, I think he's a fantastic... I, I, I said it from the start. I, I, you know, he's one of the players that I, want, that I had on my wish list. I'm very, very happy that Villa got him because he's showing that versatility. He's showing that he can be box-to-box. He can do the defensive work. He's got all that energy and he can offer something going forward. Uh, nice to see him score a banger because I know he, he struggled to get his shots away in the Liverpool game. He still got a goal. Um, but yeah, if you ever wonder why Villa play out, the, play out from the back, this is it. You know, this, this all comes from Tyrone Mings, you know, finding target in space. Um, and then McGinn does his pivot thing. He, so he's like a 360 player. You never know which way he's going to turn. He's like he's got eyes in the back of his head. Right? He, the, the way that he dummied and, and found Ross Barkley, in, I, I, I don't know what's happened here, right? Because it seems like a bit of a lapse in concentration from Leicester's defending um, to just kind of have Ross Barkley in, in, in that much space. But... Um, yeah, the confidence from him to, to shoot from there. I'm just very happy to see that because yeah. you know that that could have eas- that could have easily gone well over the bar. You know, sometimes those those don't go in. You know, most of the time those don't go in, Cole. Uh, but yeah, driven hard, low. Uh, it's it's a nightmare for the keeper. Those ones. And that was with his right foot as well. Is he left or right foot? No, he's right. He's right footed. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but in the Liverpool game, he just kept shooting with his left foot, and I, I've got no clue why. No, the man I've can do both. No. It's good to know. I, so, so I, I, I googled this right because I, I Google why does why does Ross Barkley shoot so much with his left foot, and I, I don't, I don't know why I googled that. Did you actually get an results on that? <laughs> no, it's, no. But what I did find out that I think it was like January of this year. Apparently, like, um, I, I think, I think Ross Barkley. I can't remember what happened. Whether he had some sort of an injuries with his right foot or something. But, 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 um, Frank Lampard kept making him uh, shoot with his left foot. Kept making him uh, train, train left footed. For some reason, um, yeah, it's kind of funny anyway that he that he's that he shot so much with his left foot in the last game. It just it's just what happened. But that's his sweet foot, man. And when he shoots with that one, there you go. It was pretty much. It was actually pretty Lampard esque in the end. That oh, 100%. very 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 mid two thousands England midfielder well, from the position that he scored from. You really can't put it any better where he put it literally in that far left hand like literally where the mesh kind of turns from the side netting to the actual central netting part so like fair play honestly i didn't think i had a hell of a chance going in and it still did so fair enough to him it's nice to know we have a dual threat in terms of shooting from both feet of course the left one was a, a deflection against liverpool but nonetheless i will take it i really and can i just care. say Yep. Can I just say as well, right? You know, he's got an option in Watkins in that in that moment as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You really have to pause the frames to like find it, but you know, he really does have an he, do, he really does have an option to put play Watkins through there as well. Yeah. So in 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 that moment, Watkins is drawn out defenders as well. It's just it's just man Villa last season. Were they, were we scoring 90th minute winners? I don't think so. 
Uh, I think so, uh, was I'm Watford maybe the only one, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And how late was that Trezeguet goal against Leicester in the cup? Um, I, 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 I honestly I can't remember. I I just remember being excited. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Either I think way, the timing just did not yeah. nervous. Yeah, fair enough. So, Danny, were you nervous at that point? Not really. No, there there were some instances like when Madison came on. I thought, okay, maybe tired legs. Um, you can kind of go down that route and think that way. Um, of course, I'm feeling confident before the game, and then when it kicks off, you get those like little nerves for the first few minutes. But once kind of both sides settled into it, canceling each other out. Uh, once again, fair play to Leicester for their defensive effort. It was very well fought and valiant, and uh, I definitely respect those defenders because they have quality defense, even with Sanju out. So uh, that's obviously good for them. But no, I, I wasn't really too nervous. I mean, it, it's weird with Villa this season because I think you can agree with this, Danny, that you'd probably go into this game feeling super nervous. You wouldn't really know what to expect. You would probably take mm. a point, like you said. And now we're, of course, we're going into this with a three game win streak, nine out of nine. And you're thinking, you know what? Like even I said this, even to my girlfriend before, well, I said, I, I think we're going to win. I said two, one. And then I said, okay, you know what? After 50 minutes, I'll take a draw. So I think it's kind of just the ebbs and flows of the game, but how did you feel about it? Yeah, no, I thought, I thought that I think I was getting nervous near the end, but, but not, not, um, not in the same way I was last season. Yeah. I was nervous because it was two good teams. I was nervous because, because Leicester have it in them, right? There's no denying how exceptional a player that James Madison is and what kind of difference he, you know, he might have made. And, and there, there were good performances in that Leicester side. Oh, 100%. As I say, Wesley, Wesley Fofana was really good. Tielemans at times looked good. Um, Harvey Barnes is always a little bit dangerous. But I just think, I just think that Villa did not allow Leicester to get a, get a hold of the game, even though there was kind of like... I think 10 minutes between the 75th minute and the 85th minute, I think I was a little bit worried, right? But Villa, Villa they, they don't, they're not the same team as last year. They're not the same team. You know, they're not falling asleep at the back this late on in the game anymore. They're, they're switched on. And because of that, if Leicester had scored, I would have gone, right, fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Fair enough. Chess match. Brendan Rodgers is a good manager. There's no denying that. Uh, so in, in a way... In a way, I'm I'm happier with the win today than I was with a win over Liverpool. Um, I, it doesn't compare. It's not the same kind of. It's not the same kind of thing. But I think it just kind of solidifies my belief in Villa. Like after today, I know that Villa can get it done when when a good team turns up against them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean we're just good, aren't we? But uh, <laughs> who is your man of the match? Um, it's tough. Like honestly, I'm still thinking. Like I'm not exactly 100 percent sure. I might get slaughtered. I'm Matty Cash. No, that's I'm fair. Gonna, I'm going to give him Matty Cash. I just think he made... I, I, I just think that he shut off those Leicester counter-attacks so well. I think he, I th- and I think, I think he provided so much. I think he's, you can make a case for Trezeguet. You can make a case for Barkley because that, for that screamer. Um, you can make a case for Grealish as well. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Matty Cash. I was just very, very happy with his performance today. I just thought, it was, I just thought that, you know, uh, often... Right backs, full backs, they can go underappreciated. Um, and I just think that in a 1 0 victory where no attacking player really stood out for Villa, I'm going to give it to him. No, that's fair. Um, you know what? Special mention to Emmy Martinez as well. I think he could, you could kind of argue that as well. Of course, he's not really facing many shots, but just coming out, being a force. Uh, I think there's one in the first half where Ian Nacho kind of like 
slapped him or punched him on the chest when he was kind of coming through to clear it. It was deemed offside anyways. Um, just the clarity at the back. It seems crystal clear in, in terms of communication. Uh, made some saves when he needed to. His delivery as well. I, I just love how he takes it. He literally like shifts his body completely sideways. And it doesn't go too high. It just goes like straight. Um, love to see that. But nonetheless, um, I'll kind of take the coward's way out, if you will. I'm going to go with Ross Barkley. Not because of the goal, um, but his overall performance today. And maybe it's not coming from an attacking perspective. But I just love the fact that he was able to move forward kind of take a bit of the onus off of Jack, maybe is not as much as we'd expect or hope, or maybe would have liked, but also the ability to drop back and support your center backs, Matty target, kind of just that communication where at times he was literally right next to Mings or Konza. If Mings was out of position to kind of make those deliveries where there was a few balls where, okay, we're just kind of playing it back to the keeper, trying to move them side to side because they're doing a high press and you see, of course, Barkley comes back, drops into that, makes another option, which he's not being picked up. He's able to switch it to the likes of Matty Cash or Trezeguet, and we're easily just able to break kind of out from that. And that that's another thing we definitely wouldn't have seen from last season. So kind of kudos to that man, and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, let's go to Fantasy League here for a second. Um, a bit of an issue. It's tricky with these Sunday games because uh, – uh, the fantasy Premier League stats don't usually get updated for another few hours. Um, so, of course, you're listening to this on a Monday morning. We're doing this pretty well almost after the game. Um, so I'll just give a few shout outs. I can't really give an update to the standings because they haven't been finalized as of yet. But uh, congratulations to uh, Jonathan Hayes, the cleared in blue with 95 points. Um, let's see here. Four, five, one. <laughs> I just got that now. Uh, Sam Frost with 77 points. Um, let's look for another one here and, uh, to Nick Pitt, uh, Pitty's tricky Villa with 91 points. So, uh, well in well played to you all. I'm sure you'll have a few more points once, uh, bonus points get in as well. So, uh, yeah, thanks for joining the Holt cast cup. It's always appreciated and we'll see who the winner is, uh, come the end of it. I'm not even going to look how me and Danny did because I honestly completely forgot to change some of my, it's a, so it's a, it's a slow process. It's a, it's definitely more of a marathon than a sprint, but of course I should say thank you to one to 11 kits for sponsoring the Holtcast cup on the official FPL app. And of course you can do it on the website as well. Go check them out um, on Twitter. All it is, is spelled out one, the number two spelled out 11 kits altogether, all the kind of kits you want in terms of use kits, uh, good memorabilia. Hell, I've even seen them have um, stock from like the late 90s to the early 2000s. So it's really kind of cool to see how these things are still in the original like Reebok packaging from when they sponsored Villa all or not sponsored, but were the kit manufactured all those years ago. So it's still kind of cool to see things like that, but to go check them out. It's very much appreciated. But Danny, um, if you don't have anything, uh, let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up, dude. Uh, very big victory for Villa. Four on the bounce. It's a hundred percent win ratio. Second to none. Yeah, you you can kind of tell it's a one nil when we're going through all these things, and we're sitting here looking at it, trying to make kind of as much interesting topics as we can. And albeit it was a good game, but like you can just tell at the end, we're just like, oh, okay, well, yeah, worth, we'll we'll just end it there. <laughs> worth mentioning, right? In terms of Europe's top leagues, the yes. only teams with. 100% win ratios at the moment are Villa yeah. and AC Milan. So there you go. Uh, you know, this is, this is, this is rare. And yeah. I think it's four wins on the opening games of the season for the first time since 1931. 
Yeah, um, if you follow me on Twitter, um, ignore that. I kind of have to tweet that out. It was 91, not 19. Apparently, even the commentator got it wrong. So whoever that commentator was, um, I have to have a word with you. But anyways, Danny, let's wrap it up there. Uh, thank you all to listening as always. And thanks to Danny for joining me. If you want to find Danny on Twitter, it's at Razager. No, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Talk Aston Villa. All together, we make up the Holt cast. Follow the, the 7500 to Holt team on Twitter at 7500 to Holt. You can email us, holtcast at gmail.com. We'll leave it there. Hopefully another win come next Friday against Leeds. But don't forget, up the Villa. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.